Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Business of Design, episode 166. And today we're going to talk about whose fault is it anyway? Yep. It's time to take responsibility for whatever aches and pains you're having in your business. COVID-19 isn't the problem. It was just a catalyst. This was always going to happen. In this episode, we are going to talk to an amazing woman, an incredible designer. She's a Business of Design member. She runs a thriving, profitable business, and she helps so many others do the same thing. I'm looking forward to you meeting Christy and hearing her perspective on accountability, ownership, and fault, and how embracing those seemingly negative concepts will liberate you as a business owner, and it will empower you going forward. I really mean what I said previously. None of the pain you feel right now in your business is because of COVID-19. Inconvenience? Sure. But true pain is always the result of poor business decisions somewhere down the line, right? A lack of savings to fall back on, cash flow or collection problems, how few supremely happy former clients you have to carry you forward. These things are not caused by this pandemic. The chaos has just revealed them, uncovered them, if you will. Can we now take an honest inventory of how we ran our businesses up to this point and create a better business starting today. And yeah, I mean today. We don't have to wait until next week or next month to see what we're going to build for the future. When I look at what's happening around us and then to my business from that perspective, I'm not trying to minimize the fear, the sadness, the health crisis, or the human cost. But if I'm able to compartmentalize and think only of my business, I actually feel excited about what lies ahead. Because I already know there were some things I needed to improve. I just didn't have time to do it. And this entire mess, this crisis has compelled me to do all those things now rather than someday. Someday is shockingly right now. I have a to-do list as long as my arm. You guys probably do too. But now I have an opportunity to go through it and really see with clarity what's important on this list and what just isn't important now or ever. I can focus only on those items which will put me in a position to be not only successful, but happy. And I will add this as well. Being successful and happy puts me in a position and it puts you in a position to help others, to help clients, yes, to help the industry, to help other designers who are struggling. But you and I both know business training doesn't help those who need it. It helps those who want it. Thousands and thousands of designers need it. But now we got to figure out who wants it. Where can I best use my time and my effort? I'm not even close to giving up. I'm not close to giving up on my business. I absolutely know I've got a decade of great profitability and real satisfaction in front of me, and I'm not giving up on this community. If you need it, 
and you want it, then we're here for you. Let me tell you about Christy Lou Interiors. If you go to Christy's website, it's beautiful, uh, very easy to navigate. And it says about Christy Lou Interiors, we transform homes into sanctuaries for busy professional families in Northwest DC, suburban Maryland, and Virginia. And I love this, with the help of our A-team of architects, contractors, and designers. Our attention to detail and expert processes ensure happiness during construction and for many years after. We merge classical architecture with a contemporary aesthetic and adaptations for a modern lifestyle. I want to hire her. That sounds pretty amazing. I also love she's got testimonials on the site with real names versus Jane says Diana's the best. You know what I mean? You can tell it's a real customer. And then if you scroll down a little bit, it says love our style, book a consultation. I mean, that's easy. I love that. Something else I love, or someone else I love, I should say, the fabulous Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations at Business of Design. Hey, Cheryl. How are you? Hey, Kimberly. I'm good. How are you? I don't know. I vacillate between doing great and COVID-19 pent up crazy, but uh, work definitely helps. It's a great distraction, and it's been really busy up till now. Well, it's going to be a busy week. Not only are we heading into week four of boot camp, I can't believe it, um, which is happening this Thursday, April 23rd at one o'clock EST. We also have our group coaching session. We've been collecting so many questions that don't you know, directly relate to one specific week of boot camp. So we've been collecting them all. So if you're registered for that, um, feel free to send your questions in advance, even if you are going to attend live. Again, we've got so many members participating in everything that we're doing right now. We're really trying to manage all of the questions coming in and get through as much as we can. It helps me get organized if you submit those questions in advance. But of course, we'll get to as many live on the call as we can. So to recap, uh, this Wednesday, April 22nd, monthly and annual member group coaching. It's open Q&A. Submit your questions in advance and registration is still open. And then the next day, Thursday, April 23rd, week four of boot camp. The first three weeks are available online. The recordings are there. We've been going back afterwards and answering a lot of the questions because, again, we've ha- we have over 300 members joining us live each week on the calls, which is which is just amazing. But we're not able to answer all the questions live, so we're going back and recording Q&As after. So we're getting those up as we can. Make sure you're going back to previous weeks to check out what you've missed. We're also including email templates. Kimberly has shared already the email template that she sent out to clients just addressing what's going on in the world, staying in touch and checking in on everyone, as well as the email that she sent to clients at month end when it was time to send out her billable. So again, those are available to you as well. And uh, hopefully we'll see a lot of you live on the call. And for the rest of our community, our free webinar that will do an overview of Business of Design's Five Phase Recovery Program is coming up next week on April 29th. Registration is open. Members and non-members are welcome to join us for that. Starting on May 6th, 
will be covering one phase as a time going forward and each phase is going to be multiple webinars. So make sure you join us for uh, Business of Design's five-phase recovery program on April 29th. We're going to kick it off with an overview of what's to come. And following that webinar, we will open up registration for the monthly and annual member version of that program. If you have any questions, email me, Cheryl at businessofdesign.com. And of course, all the details are available to you at businessofdesign.com. Thanks, Cheryl. Thanks, Kimberly. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. Annual members save two months. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Christy, how are you doing today? I am well. How are you? You know what? The sun is shining, and if I didn't know any better, it might just be another day working from home, which would be lovely. You you can fool yourself into believing it, and the lovely weather definitely helps. But I look at emails periodically, and I'm reminded, and it's hard not to be. I feel lucky that I'm distracted by having five kids in the house, and so far they've been beautifully behaved and we're having a lot of fun. Um, so silver lining. Wow. I see no evidence of five children as I'm looking at the beautiful space behind you and you all can't see Christy, but her hair is perfect. She's dressed beautifully. I'm kind of wondering how on earth you're managing to do all that with five children in the house. Well, I'm lucky that they're teenagers, so mostly they don't want to see me. But you will see them pop into the room if they are hungry. (laughs) So they might pop in and ask us for things, but I've told them I'm in a meeting, so we'll see if they behave and listen to that. Wow, wow. Well, look, we're all getting lessons in staying in the moment, and that's the best Um, thing I can tell myself is to, I limit the amount of attention I give to the media right now, very, very limited. I look at the regions where I know I have family and friends who might be vulnerable, and then I try to stay in the moment. So we're going to do that now. We're going to stay in this moment, and we're going to talk about a conversation you and I have had so many times, but we've just never sat down to record it for a podcast. And do you remember where we first started talking about this conversation? Or this concept, I should say, of total accountability or culpability, rather. We were at High Point at, what's the name of the restaurant? Is it Proximity or? Yeah, or is it at the Proximity Hotel? That's right. We were having dinner. Yeah, go ahead. And drink. (laughs) And we were just talking about things that were important to our businesses and that might be interesting to the uh, business of design community as a whole. And you touched on something that had to do with 
taking full responsibility for your business, no matter what was going on, good or bad. Yes. And we, and actually, I think you brought it up and I said, oh my gosh, this is something my mom used to say to me growing up. She would say, you cannot blame other people for anything. You need to take responsibility. And if you don't, you won't have control over your life. And it all just resonates with me. And I realized I have really been self-employed since I was 11, you know, babysitting. And then I was, I had an art business and I sold my artwork and I literally went into business as an artist selling to gallery stores, catalogs, and also regular people. And then after I stopped wanting schlepping it around to the country, I said, I've got to do something where I stay home with these kids. And I went back to school, got an interior design degree and became an interior designer. But all that time I was responsible for my business. I was responsible for myself and I was self-employed. So this is a lesson that can be used. And I had to, I wanted to get married. I wanted to have kids. I took responsibility for that and said, okay, how can I get this done? And I did all kinds of things. I started a singles group. I put, um, this is all off business topic, but I think it's relevant to everything. I placed an ad in the Cleveland Plain Dealer and among other things, you know, I volunteered Habitat for Humanity. Where am I going to meet the kind of guy I want to know? And I, I met my husband in Cleveland of all places. My, I said to mom, this is a place that there, are, there aren't as many educated men here in Cleveland. No shade on Cleveland because it's my hometown and I love it. And she said, Christy, you only need one. Your mom sounds and awesome. that also resonates She's completely hilarious. We don't need every client either. We just need the good ones. So it's exactly the same lesson. Everything works together. That is a really powerful early lesson for us to give our children. And I don't know that I had that lesson. And it was hard for me. I'm a person who wants justice. I want what's fair. I want what's righteous. And sometimes in this world, that isn't evident. So it was hard for me in so many situations in my business to accept that even though I'm not the person who made that mistake, I am the person who set the ball rolling by not giving the person who made the mistake the right information to begin with or whatever. So ultimately accepting that it is all my fault took me from being a victim. These things are happening to me randomly. Poor me. Don't you understand how hard I work? To being someone who was really empowered to make a real difference in my life. I can only agree with that. (laughs) I decided as we were thinking about this, I think the saying it's all my fault and taking responsibility is to me the exact opposite of blaming. And I think you and I have both heard from ourselves and from our colleagues and our coworkers, oh, this client is terrible. This contractor is terrible. This, this is why it's all going wrong. That doesn't empower you. And you've said it on the, on the podcast. And it's, it's something my mom used I'll go back to mom because she actually used to say, if you got sick, that's your fault. And I thought, oh my God, mom, are you kidding me? Is it really my fault that I got sick? And there is a little grain of truth in that. 
And we can see it in our environment right now. Are we staying in our houses? Are we wearing the gloves? Of course, we are not responsible for a virus that's coming, and I'm not going to go as far as that. But are you getting enough rest? Right. Are you eating right? Do those things that will at least somewhat protect you, and you'll feel empowered. It's less of the environment controlling us. Tell me where this shows up in your business. Like, what are some of the situations where you've had to take yourself by the collar and say, Christy, you did this. This is your fault. Even though it maybe didn't look like that. And even though others around you wanted to blame the client, the contractor, whomever. Do you remember some examples where you had to go backwards and figure out where you had made the fatal error? Many, many, many. Um, the first one just came to me yesterday. I was talking to one of my DC business design members. She was talking about a client who was just running her ragged pricing everything over and over again, because she was not sticking on her own boundaries. And I think boundaries and responsibility, they go together. She wasn't saying, I'm not a discount house. I'm a designer. And this is what I do. This is how I do it. This is my process. And she hadn't followed her process, which was to present an entire room together so that the person didn't question what pieces go with. And we all did that initially. We all thought, oh, I'll, I'll give them more choices because then they'll have a chance to really make a great decision. They're not going to, they want you to make the decision. We've talked and talked, you've talked and talked about that. So recognize that that's what you need to do. Listen to Kimberly Selden, listen to the 15 steps, follow them and you won't have these problems. (laughs) There it is. Well, it's so true, right? It's not just that when you're starting out, you give clients eight choices, which is confusing to them, but it's also this idea that you don't want to take time to prepare everything and you think somehow it's going to be comforting to the client to show them something. And that always goes wrong. Yeah, there is a kind of comeuppance when you realize something's gone off the rails and then you go back a few steps and you go, ah, here it is. This is the moment where I made the decision to do this thing a different way and that went wrong. One of the hardest things for me to figure out, or I guess to come to grips with, to accept was my responsibility, was working with contractors. You know, the contractor was supposed to show up at the client's house on Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. and they're not there. How is that my fault? Did you tell them to be at that there at that time? Was it written down? We are visual people. We have to see it. So are the contractors. Write it down. Remind them. The same holds true for, well, why did you put that light there? I told you to put it there. Well, did you tell them when they were in full construction or did you... Did you write it down and put it on the reflected ceiling plan and know that that would be there? And we feel the same way. I can say to my, my, my husband loves to come home. I'm making dinner. There are two kids doing homework. I'm supervising all of the activity. And he asks me to do something tomorrow. Do you think I'm going to remember that? No. I tell him, I just say to him, send me an email. I'll I'll get it if you send me an email and I'll do it. But if you're telling me right now, it's not going to happen. So part of it, I guess, is that, yes, you tell them, you tell them again, and you confirm and you reconfirm until you build trust with someone to the point that you know if that person tells you 9 a.m. on Tuesday, 100%, it means 9 a.m. on Tuesday, 
or they'll call you prior to that and say, this incredible thing happened and I'm not going to make it. So it takes a while to develop that trust. And then if you're working with someone, you don't know them well, and they don't show up at 9 on 9 a.m. on Tuesday, what happens next? Are you like I was? And you go, oh, well, you know, don't worry about it. Um, the client was really mad, but I handled it. Um, when can you come? Or do you say, gee, Mike, that was very disturbing for me and the customer, and I can't have that going on job sites anymore. I need another time and a date, a time and a date you can actually live with, and then I'll tell you whether or not that's going to work for us going forward, right? You do have to be kind of firm and state what you need. And I agree. I think you have to tell them. I think you have to tell them in writing, and I think you have to remind them until they get used to the fact that every single time Christy Lou tells them to be there at Tuesday morning at 10 a.m., they know she means it. Absolutely. And I will also say there are contractors, I think we all know some of them, who don't listen to designers or in particular women. And I suss them out immediately. I'll work with them once. I'll work through the project. I'll make sure to, to have the communication that I need to have. But if I feel it's not getting better and they're not listening most of my clients are also women. They have to, the contractor has to listen to them as well, not just me. I won't work with them again. And that's on me too. Recognize when something isn't working and get out of it. Oh, yes. Client or contractor. Yeah. How often do we keep that's a another. good trade, you know, someone who's pretty good uh, when we should be working with someone who's great? And the silver lining to this horrible unfolding pandemic that we're all in the middle of is going to be, if you have trades who are only good or good-ish, you're going to be able to get rid of them and you're going to be able to find great trades because trades are also going to be disrupted and they are also going to need jobs. Absolutely. And certainly we hope that the good ones stay in business and we hope we will help them stay in business as soon as this turns around. Can you describe a situation where you had to take ownership of a problem in terms of your staff and your employees instead of a contractor, for example? One thing, this wasn't quite directly what you said, but if my, if my employee makes a mistake, I accept that as mine and I just move right through. The same way as anybody on a team that I'm working with, the architect, the contractor, we all make mistakes and we immediately in a good situation, which is most of mine now, forgive one another and just move on. You just, it doesn't serve anyone to do that, to, to blame someone else. And you actually eventually lose trust from the, obviously from the people you blame, but from your client too. They don't want to hear who's to blame. They just want to hear how it's getting fixed. So my strategy is to say, here's how we're going to fix it. Let's move forward. And clients Nobody's aren't stupid. They figure it out. They realize that someone further down the line made a mistake and you're just accepting responsibility and taking care of it. One of the things that was a detriment to me um, all the way around in every single area was the fact that I, uh, I'm a people pleaser. So when an employee made a mistake, rather than saying, well, you know, yeah, you did make a mistake and I need you now to go clean it up. So come back to me with a solution. Tell me how you're going to clean it up and let's move on. Instead, I would say, oh, you know what? Don't worry about it. You've been working so hard. I'll take care of it. Give it to me. 
It's my problem now. And it was, I robbed myself of creating great employees who could take ownership and responsibility. And now I have people who work with me who are so quick to say, that's my bad. Here's how I'm going to fix it. And I'm like, great. I don't have to, you know, you know, I won't, I won't get mad at you if you don't get mad at me when I make a mistake, just fix it. And you set that example. You set that example. You forgive yourself when you make a mistake and you let your client, your, your employee know that you did make a mistake and it's my fault and I'm going to fix it. And when you set that example, they do follow that example. It's funny. When you finally get it, that it's 100% always your fault, it is really freeing because I just go immediately to how am I going to resolve this right now? How am I, how am I going to advocate for my client? so that my client is calm and understands that I got this, I'm going to take care of it. And then how am I going to go backwards forensically and figure out where the gap is in my processes so this ever happened? And then I'm going to fix that gap because I am a master of making the same mistake over and over again if I'm not really dedicated to process. Absolutely. There will be mistakes at that consultation when you're presenting your contract from beginning to end, you talk about the, and you give examples of the mistakes that may happen. And then I've had clients say to me, we've gone through this whole project. We're right on the last two days and a mistake happened. You told me one would. Here it is. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I went through months without a mistake. This is the first one you're seeing. (laughs) Great. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And they recognize it and they're forgiving. So awesome. Yeah, if you tell clients that you can absolutely expect mistakes and bumps and human error along the way, but I want you to look away and know that I'm going to worry about it. There's no point both of us worrying about it. Let me handle it. It will get resolved. Absolutely. And you will have a happy client who's very understanding. You know, we like to end every episode with design intervention. Do you have anything that kind of comes to mind as being critically important to you? It does not have to be related to this, to this topic at all. Oh my God. I listened to this podcast religiously and why didn't I plan for this answer? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me? It's our fault okay. because we didn't have you fill out the typical application. Like this is hilarious. The application process would have asked you for your design intervention. You would have been prepared. So by us skipping, sending you the application, you are not prepared. It is my fault. Look at that. That is hilarious. It's always my fault. So there's one, as I was thinking about this, I thought about mom and I thought about one, it's not related to anything that we're saying, but maybe we'll find a relation. She used to say, and our family wasn't religious. She always had a, but we did go to church mostly so she could question all of it is my, was my feeling. But she said, Christy, everybody didn't like Jesus. They're not going to all like you. And the idea of Jesus, if you just think of the idea of Jesus, this perfect person who was helping and selfless and it's true. Not everyone liked him. Right. They're not going to like you. So some just got to walk away. That is such good advice. Moms are the best source of great advice. My mother was from Arkansas and she gave me some advice. And um, it, I actually, originally I thought it was just about marriage, but it turns out it's about all kinds of things. And my mom's advice was this, and you have to picture my mom. She's a tiny little Southern belle, always with a cigarette. So she, 
you know, that kind of thing before she spoke. She said, honey, don't do once what you don't want to do your whole life. So I said, you know, like, mom, are you, are you talking about sex? And she says, well, that too. But she said, for example, if the garbage is full, just let it be full. One day your husband will look over and say, the garbage is full. And you'll just say, hmm, look at that. And he'll take the garbage out. (laughs) And from that day on, he will understand that it's his job to take the garbage out. And I actually have found that to be really great advice, not just for life, but for business too. I love it. Okay. I'm thinking about that one for the rest of the day. And I hope our mamas are in heaven right now having a chit chat and saying, those are our girls. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You be well. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today. Start today.